On today's episode, we conclude our conversation with Chris Rasmussen of the band Brackets about the music of Silkworm. This is The Operative. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Um, I mean, to me, and granted, I, like we're, we're certainly um, in the crowd of people who are obsessed with yeah. so the, the 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 larger silkworm obsessive audience or or community or whatever it seems like there's more people that are obsessed with them now than there were when i saw them play in 2002 right. or or even when michael passed away or even when like bottomless pit started and stuff like it feels like there's like like i mean especially with touch and goes reissuing their records and stuff and mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they touch and go, like, uh, like they're re- reissuing Italian Platinum, and, like, I bought that as a discounted record, <laughs> still sealed, because nobody bought it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I seem to remember, like, uh, the, it was, Tim or someone was like, yeah, they kind of, like, struggled to sell all of the vinyl copies of Italian Platinum, and, like, <laughs> that's why they didn't press, it'll be cool on vinyl, because, <laughs> like, it was hard for them to sell, like, the 500 copies of Italian Platinum that got pressed or something. Which, going back to, like, you you either are into this band or you're not, but that is crazy to me because it's like, oh, Italian Platinum is so accessible. Yeah. Like, how did you not like that album? Yeah, that's... And and so I have this this sort of... I always kind of associate specific records of theirs as, like, like, that's, like, that's, like, the classic rock record. Right. That's, like... That's, like, the Skinner faces, like, you know, we're really just, like, we're Thin Lizzy record, like, we're just letting our hair shake down. Like, that's the classic rock record. And, like, Lifestyle is the, like, power pop record. Like, mm-hmm. that's the big star, Radio City, Cheap Trick. Like, that's, like, that's like the anthemic power pop record. And then, and, like, Blue Blood is, like, the Credence record. Like, that's the, like, we're just gonna, like, strip it down. Yeah. Just keep it simple. Um, like, Firewater is the, like, crazy horse like all right we only have one guitar player let's just let's just play some solos man let's just let's just let it rip but then they would do like i like they would like settle on a thing or like come like have these like little phases and then they would they would have the like records where they sort of were like no we just gotta scrap what we were doing before and like let's just get weird and like that's developer and it'll be cool like those are like 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 developers just so slow and Mm -hmm all the songs are sparse and just like it uh, even for them it's like it's a weird record and and then it'll be cool it's sort of like also like it's sparse and there's like weird fuzz guitar that sounds just fucked up yeah and but like you're not sure if it's on purpose like like did they know that this sounded <laughs> fucked up and bad I'm like yeah they did like they they care about that like and or like then you have a song that has like double tracked drums and like weird slurred vocals, and you're just like, what, what the, what, uh, why, why are you doing this? And next to them, this like quiet acoustic song, like what, wh- who, who does that? Like, and and I feel like to like, and I think that's why the catalog, like, there's so much there that you can go back to. Uh, and and I think why there's the people who are are in who get into them are obsessed and like you might have favorite records or whatever but like like I feel like no like 
nobody that I know who loves Silkworm is like, I love those two records, and like that record's kind of a dog. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like no, the, everything is great. It's just like it's a different vibe or a different like feel. Like, like I wouldn't put on Developer at a party. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that's that 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 is just a or it'll be cool. Like I'm not putting those right. two records on at a party, uh, but like I put on Italian Platinum. Like, yeah. like you let that like that's like the probably the best Silkworm record to do like some bong rips to or whatever. Like, or you know, I even put on like Firewater or something like that. Mm. Uh, Liberty would be the other one. I'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't put that on a party. No, like, no. That <laughs> that record is also just like weird and slow. We got some songs about the Holocaust. Yeah, and, uh... yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna kick it off with a little song about Hitler, and uh, we're gonna go from there. You know. Well, is that something that that's something that I think has made me love them even more over time? Is just this. I think that they they were very committed to making a good thing mm-hmm. that, that they were happy with. But uh, something that came up in conversation last night was that there was almost a certain level of confidence that it might have come like with Joel leaving the band, but there was a certain level of confidence that seemed to come with Silkworm, where they did what they wanted, and they didn't feel like like after Firewater, it doesn't seem like they felt like oh we need to make. Firewater Part Two. Yeah, yeah. We, we even after in the West, they didn't seem to feel like they needed to make another in the West. Yeah, like as a three piece. And I think like like even like a record like in the West has like some like tinges of almost like I feel like some of the stuff going on in like that early '90s emo or yeah, post hardcore. Yeah. Like there's some stuff you can hear in that where you're like, oh, I could see why they would have played a show with like diary era sunny day real estate or like like some dc discord bands like they're but then they like drop all of that by liberty and it's just it's just gets weirder and sparser and more neil young stuff going on but then you know they were playing like the bands that they were playing with the most were like shellac which like on if you played them next to each other doesn't sound like there's anything similar going on or bedhead or something Mm -hmm. like it like I feel like they like played with all these bands that were sort of like different parts of their like personality mm-hmm. or their of their like of things that they explored without being like you know oh well, we only play with bands that sound exactly like yeah, us yeah without being like just on the nose about it yeah know? yeah right, because I, that that is interesting because like all of those bands like because I am fam- like familiar with the catalogs of all those bands it's like oh that totally makes sense yeah. to me yeah yeah but, yeah but if yeah if you play like prayer to god and and then you're like uh oh and then i'm gonna play you uh give me some skin yeah and yeah it's like how these bands are nothing alike yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah and i mean I, I think that's part of why the those records have held up and like i'm still listening to those records like 20 years later and like mm-hmm. there's and there's plenty of other stuff that i was in i was into at the time that has stuck around but like I mean, like, like I, I mean, the same time or maybe like a year or two before, I was super obsessed with Sonic Youth. Like, mm-hmm. I would have said that was my favorite band of all time. Like, my seventh grade class photo is me wearing a goose shirt. Like, I loved that band. And like nowadays, like, I I'll listen to some Sonic Youth, but I don't like at, rarely go out of my way to like pull out yeah. like 
even something if I pull out a Sonic Youth record, I might pull out something that I didn't listen to like a million times when I was thirteen. Yeah. Um, or I, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's tons of stuff that like I still like the bands. It just hasn't like I don't necessarily dig them out as much, but like. I always go back to that, to those records, and, like, I will always, I like, there's always something new, or something that, like, I'm like, I'll suddenly realize, like, oh, they totally, like, grabbed that from, like, a Supreme song or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like weird things will be like, oh, that's totally, like, some weird Noi reference that they got filtered through, and, like, you don't realize, like, because they were really into music, and they were really obsessed, and, like, incorporated all this stuff, but it all sounds like them. Mm-hmm. Like it never felt like, like they didn't, yeah, they didn't like try to make a nineties alt rock buzzbin record. Right. Like, you know, they didn't try to like get that cut your hair money. Yeah. Uh, they also, they didn't make a like, you know, electro record mm-hmm. or like, you know, there was that period where like bands were getting in the nineties, like we're getting really into like lounge music and stuff. <laughs> like they didn't, they didn't like, pivot or like where I feel like a lot of other bands sort of like pivot like that mm-hmm. and like be like <coughs> like oh well this is our record we just got really into synths and so now we're making like a synth record and like oh well now we got really into metal so now we're making like a metal record and mm-hmm. then now we got like they listened to all that stuff and then it just got totally absorbed and then you can't really tell where it came from mm-hmm. well are there uh since you've listened to them for so long, are there, I assume there are experiences that you have like attached to, like it, for me, I remember my grandmother used to love hearing me play guitar. Mm -hmm. And so I learned how to play. Couldn't you wait? Um, very early in playing guitar. And so like, I would play, couldn't you wait for my grandmother or like when I was getting ready to move away from college, uh, telling platinum had come out, and so I remember hearing the song moving and it's like, oh, wow, this really speaks to me. Yeah. I think like especially the couple of songs that like explicitly reference Montana. Because mm-hmm. um, around the same time that I was playing bass in the band and we were playing a lot of shows, our drummer had lived in Missoula. So we would go to Missoula and play shows all the time. And so like getting super obsessed with Silkworm and then also going to Missoula like pretty frequently. And like, I like totally associate like, especially like the, um, uh, like the song references, like the Higgins bridge is like an actual bridge in Missoula, like, um, or, uh, and like garden city blues, like that is like fully all about Missoula and stuff. So like, I think it definitely like from, touring and playing in Montana like we would I would always like at some point and there's a lot of Montana to drive through it'd be like all right we're listening in the west we're listening to Firewater like we're like we have to listen to like one of these two records while we are like doing these like doing these drives Mm -hmm. to like uh and it's like yeah we're in Montana you have to listen to Silkworm while you're driving through Montana like that's just like part of the whole deal nice uh and I mean, at this point, like, you know, maybe not necessarily like specific situations like that, but like because of the the uh, the community of people who are obsessed with Silkworm, like, and then living in Seattle and stuff, like, I've become friends with a lot of the people that were in their extended circle that right. are still in Seattle, and like, 
so many people that I'm friends with in the Midwest and stuff, I mean, are entirely because of like realizing like, oh, there's all these people posting about Silkworm on the electrical audio forum. Oh, I'll go join this forum. Like, like I think like the entire like you could probably trace back like part of why I moved to Chicago was is because of like being obsessed with them and like uh always like sort of relating to to like being in a band in Seattle that didn't nobody in Seattle really gave a shit about but then we come to Chicago and everybody was like super into it it's like oh you know like same thing like we're, yeah yeah uh just not getting that matador money you know uh uh so like I, I mean I think there's just like so many things like that that it's that I'm like oh yeah I mean in some way like being into this band has like influenced so many other things that like of you know the people I've become friends with the people I've played music with the mm-hmm. like the places I've lived and stuff like have all have like been influenced by that well and that's so that's one of the ways that we became closer exactly uh, because we met in 2010 and then I realized I, I think just today that two years later I think was when we. Oh yeah, that uh, was only. Yeah, right. Two years. Yeah, 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 yeah. That we did Heather Love Silkworm, so uh, so what 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 has that been like for you? Because I mean, we we've, we've done that a couple times now. Yeah, I mean, it's been awesome. Like, I mean, getting to like having listened to these songs for so long, and I'm not really somebody who like sits around and tries to learn stuff just to like figure something out. Like mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't, that's not how I like, if I'm playing, I'm usually playing something of my own or like, I'm just futzing around and sometimes you'll stumble onto something and be like, Oh, Oh, that's the star Wars theme. Cool. <laughs> I guess I figured out how to play that. Uh, but like, uh, that was pro- one of the first times I've really ever like, listened and like been like oh wait how do you actually play all this stuff and like <laughs> realizing like oh this stuff is like these bass like i've always thought these bass parts were awesome but like this stuff's complicated yeah. <laughs> and like the songs are simple but the playing is like there's weird things going on and uh like i mean i feel like i become a better musician because i spent all this time trying to like learn all these songs and like mm. learn more of the intricacies and like uh figure out how to sing at the same time over these songs as well um and then like i mean getting to play those songs in front of those guys like was like insane like mm-hmm. that's just like <laughs> i i you, you couldn't like i couldn't have imagined that happening when i was 13 yeah. in idaho that like you know like 20 years later i'd be playing these songs for those guys and steve albini like (laughs) just standing there like watching me the entire time like (laughs) it's it's insane and then i'm getting to play with like you and evan has been like awesome like uh and and just like it was just just like like you you asked me to do it i was like yeah i'll do that and i was like oh shit i hope i can actually (laughs) do this like like well and and the cool part was too that i 
I, I thought about it this morning and remembered that for whatever reason, when we decided to do it, then it was, well, Chris is the person to ask. And the bad part about that is that uh, I already knew how to play a lot of Tim's parts. Uh-huh. And uh, it would have been way easier for me to just be the Tim in the band. But instead, I, I had to learn how to play solo. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I, I will say that the I, I don't I'm not a fan of solos in songs, uh, but I love Andy Cohen's guitar playing. So uh, so yeah, then I just I had to learn how to play solos. So I guess I had to become a better musician as well. <laughs> yeah, I, well, especially knowing it was like, oh, it's not like like oh we learned these songs and we're just gonna play them at a party. Mm-hmm. Like it was like oh we learned these songs and people are like can't wait to hear you play these songs. Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, and then be like, hey, yeah. Like, we're, we're going to be standing right there watching you guys. Like, like <laughs> cool. Well, hope we don't fuck up that much. Yeah. And then even when we did fuck up, they were like, yeah, just like it was. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You have to have at least one false start. Like, you can't be this pristine machine. Like, it has, like, like, something has to fall apart right. at some point that's that's just like part of the 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 part of their thing and especially listening to live recordings like mm-hmm. even when they were like at their like peak playing amazing like something falls apart yeah. at some point like the dr- a drum gets hit bad or like there's a flub note like uh it's like okay we you just gotta you gotta live with that well and i wonder too if that's part of the reason that i I appreciate them or one of the many reasons that I appreciate them is because as a band on the album, they seem very accessible. The live performances that I've, I only got to see them that one time, but then when I saw them the one time, they clearly had a sense of humor. And then to watch the videos of live performances and stuff, they seemed very accessible that way. And then to actually meet Andy and Tim and, they are very accessible they're very very nice human beings yeah yeah and so there there's no like pretension or anything like that like oh we were these guys and in this band that you love it's like oh no we're just these guys guys yeah and and we happen to play have done this yeah yeah um yeah, no, so, yeah, that I, I do remember we finished the set, and I looked over to my right, and Andy's standing right there, and I couldn't tell immediately, like, <laughs> is he unhappy with me? <laughs> or, uh, okay, so to kind of wrap it up, if if there was someone that listened to this and said, okay, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I haven't given it a shot before. Uh-huh. Maybe I didn't give it a fair shake. What would you suggest? I mean, I would say like those the lifestyle and Italian platinum. And I think that's that's always my like recommendation. Like if you want to like dig into a record, mm-hmm. like like those are the two to go to. Like I mean, lifestyle's got like big hooks. Like it's just like a it's a it's a hooky. Like all, all the songs are like have hooks have like catchy melodies or like big choruses like it's just like a it's just like that should have been the record that like if that record had come out after firewater Mm -hmm. like 
that might have been the record that like they they could have gotten a, a like you know maybe a like Jawbox novelty size radio hit out of oh, like right. treat the new guy right or yeah, yeah. you know they they could have had something like that. so I always like that's like that's the first record I always recommend and then Italian Platinum again especially if it's somebody I know who like I mean, if they like Thin Lizzy and ACDC like that's all right that's the record for you like this is this is the classic rock record it's just big guitars guitar solos like those those are the two um immediately but like if i was just gonna like play a song like like just drop the needle on something like i'd I'd be like all right well just listen to couldn't you wait like song is just like i mean it's it's obviously why it's obvious why that song was the closest thing they had to a hit Mm -hmm. like it's super catchy like the guitar hook is like super memorable instantly will be stuck in your head like it's just gotta like the beat's good like it's just that's just like a one of those songs where you're just like and tricky too yeah it's not and and it has like a the bridge is interesting like how like the whole flow of the song Mm -hmm. like i mean it's like it's not necessarily like verse it's sort of just like verse verse bridge verse like there's not really a like the chorus is just the guitar hook right but there's no singing over that yeah um so it's still a weird song but like if you don't like that song yeah and like it's like okay just move on like if (laughs) if that song doesn't doesn't grab you and you're not humming that guitar part like Mm -hmm. then then there's there's no sense digging into anything else like and not to say that that's the best silkworm song like i don't think i could say which one is the best but like it's it's just i mean that song is like it's a fucking hit Mm. like again if that if that song had been on firewater instead of on libertine like on a label that like folded fairly soon after it came out like that song that totally would have been a fucking buzz bin clip like you know it might have gotten out of the like matt pinfield 120 minutes ghetto and like actually gotten played during the daytime or something i you know i swore for a long time that there was a one of those buzzbin commercials that had um uh a clip from wet firecracker in it but i i think that i was actually wrong about that (laughs) i'm uh, pretty sure that uh that that is wrong so I, I guess we should also address the the reason why Silkworm is no longer around. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember specifically getting up. Uh, I, I guess it was the day after Michael passed away, and I just checked the electrical boards, and that's yeah. how I found out. And how did that? How did you find out? How did I think it was you... the same? I think it was the same way. Like I think it was it was on the forum, maybe the day. It, either the day happened or the day after like uh while being like in Bellingham or whatever like I like and we were I think we were getting ready to go on tour like later that month or the next month or something um so yeah like and I I mean and I didn't really know anyone in Seattle or in mm-hmm. Bellingham that like I mean I I didn't know their friends in Seattle who were obviously like very impacted by it or but like I didn't know anybody else like in who like talked about it in person or anything like that like it was just basically like the forum and like yeah. looking at the forum and everything what did it, it how did it impact you that like that they were 
done. Because, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing, too, is that that seemed to be, in, like, an unspoken thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was like, I mean, oh, it was, well, that's the end of the band. I mean, it was definitely, like, it was like, well, fuck, I wish I had gone to that fucking show right. in April, like, three months earlier. Like, it's like, God damn it. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, like, it was definitely, I mean, especially being so into them at that point, like, uh, damn, like, this sucks that, like, like, uh, obviously it sucks for his friends and family that he's gone, but it's like, right. fuck, it sucks that this, like, band that, like, was obviously not, like, out of juice, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, was still, like, actively working on things and, like, was, like, gonna, would have, I would assume, had, like, would still be a band today. Like, it doesn't yeah. seem like they would have ever, like, it seemed like they could always, like, you know, be like, oh, you know what? I've just got really into like '60s British folk music, and it's like, okay, well, then we'll we'll incorporate that, and that'll yeah. be like they they would probably they would still probably be a band today. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem not... like they would have like broken up, broken up. Right. I, I always, I, I guess, I took it for granted. That, yeah. Like, they... I, I assumed they would always be a band. Yeah, yeah, and and that, I think they... that they've been around already for so long, and so for so long with me yeah yeah it's like oh okay well it's like oh that band will always exist like that's and and i think like they that would be that would be totally true except for this horrible tragedy that that happened like yeah i mean and i think like that that definitely like there are definitely bands that like you know have been around for a long time and put out keep putting out a record every like two to three years and you know like you can be like, oh, you know, I don't, eh, I'll get the next record, or like, mm-hmm. I mean, it does. That is one of the things I think about sometimes when like a band comes to town, like, and maybe it's been a long time since I've seen them, or like I have never seen them. I'm like, you know what? I should probably actually go see them because like they could not be a band. Right. Like at like people die like mm-hmm. all the time. Like that just happens. That's part of life, and. Very often, when that happens to a band, that then they there if it's an important member, it's like they're the band is done or whatever. So like I've definitely like so I've certainly been like you know what I need to make sure I go see this band. Like I want to cross that off. I want to like you know make sure that I got I got to see this band that was important to me. Like like I I finally saw Sonic Youth after loving that band for so long. And I was like all right, I have to go see them the next time they come through. And they came through Seattle like the rather ripped tour or something, and it was fine. Right. It was fine. It was not. It was not the Sonic Youth show that I wish I had seen. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't play like the fifteen songs that I would have wanted to hear. Yeah. Uh, but at least I got. I'm. I saw them. Mm-hmm. And like same thing with like when I saw Silver, I'm like, fuck. I didn't know any of the songs except for one. Mm-hmm. But like, and I I I did have like that like interaction of like handing the drumsticks back to michael right. which was super like that that definitely became like oh well and i i actually remember uh that, that show like after burma finished and like walking out like walking by like michael was talking to like some other like seattle people or something because i think he had just moved at that point uh and i definitely remember like walking by and being like oh i should i should say like oh it was so great to see finally see you guys and i didn't say anything like oh, it's yeah. like yeah kind of wish i'd done that like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's I. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I really wish I had gotten to see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, but uh, again, yeah, I just kind of figured that... Uh, they would, would always be a band. They'd always would, be like, oh, they'll chance. come back next time. Like, right. yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be on tour again in another couple of years. Like, yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah, I guess that'll about do it. Wraps it up. So, yeah, do you have any last Silkworm thoughts? Uh, no. No. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Chamber's <laughs> empty. Um, so where can people find Brackets stuff? Uh, there's a band camp. I believe it's Brackets Seattle. Uh, and uh, there's there's one song up on there that we recorded at Robert Lang Studio where most of the developer was done. And I will say, setting up in that drum room, hearing our drummer play drums, it was like, that's give me some skin like that is that <laughs> drum like that room sounds like that and it, like i was pretty like that's one of the only studios i think they recorded in that's still around in seattle mm-hmm. and i was pretty pumped to like be like all right i get to record here like i mean lots of bands recorded that studio but i was like fucking developer was recorded here like this is important to me to get to like be at the studio where developer was recorded and hearing like like, oh, that's just what drums sound like. They sound yeah. fucking huge in this room. Yes. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you. The Operative is produced in conjunction with Radio Nope. For a full listing, go to radionope.com. <laughs>